This is Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and Virtue Zone. Business set up with no regrets. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Starting up with Virtue Zone live on a Thursday afternoon, one through till two, each and every Thursday. Make sure you tune in as we give you advice, put you in the right course, the right journey to hashtag be your own boss. Neil Petch alongside me with, uh, well, spreading a bit of happiness today, Mr. P. Total happiness. Total happiness. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're, Is that we're, like we're, total rugby? We're on our toes. Well, that's, that's a nice say again to the Australianness of our guests. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's continue that conversation now about how to keep your staff happy. Right, we want to get everyone's thoughts on a rather controversial comment or two um, from an Australian businessman. Uh, Tim Gurner uh, might not have been known to the world uh, a couple of weeks ago, but he certainly is now. He claimed that bosses now work for their employees. His clip, uh, recorded at a property summit down in Australia, went viral. I think the problem that we've had is that we've, you know, we, we have... People decided they didn't really want to work so much anymore through COVID, and that has had a massive issue on productivity. You know, tradies have definitely pulled back on productivity. You know, they they have been paid paid a lot to do not too much in the last few years, and we need to see that change. We need to see unemployment rise. Unemployment has to jump 40 50%, in my view. We need to see pain in the economy. We need to remind people that they work for the employer, not the other way around. Uh, so who works for who? And we talked about this one on the Business Breakfast, in fact, uh, earlier on in the week. But I want to get your thoughts, Neil, if I can, as a business leader, as a pioneer in your field. Um, that comment, I mean, on a public forum as well. I'm all for opinions, etc. But was that tone deaf? It was tone deaf in the extreme. You know, th- there's some fact behind it, right? Like as as a parent, if we give too much to our children, then they're not going to get tough they're not going to learn to go out in in their own way and the same thing with companies and the same thing with countries so when covid happened in the uae we were you know we as as virtue zone as as was then i think 130 140 people came together and we had this common enemy which was covid and so we fought it together and Whereas some countries, I, I would say, where they were paid to stay at home and this kind of thing, there was almost a silver platter, which had the, absolutely the right intentions, but did it create the right end result? So that's where he, but goodness me, he could have communicated it an awful lot better. <laughs> there seems to be a little bit of a clash going on there. Now, whether that be a cultural clash, be it a generational clash, who knows? Well, we've got two experts in the studio to discuss that and take it a little bit further. Tim Gurner, obviously going against the grain there, as it were, because I think it's fair to say most companies uh, have embraced empathy since COVID. They are prioritising employee well-being and happiness more than ever before. One of them is is the Blue Sky Thinking Group, a group of companies that focus on health and wellness within and outside the workplace. Joining us in studio, Luke Evans, Head of Culture and Employee Experience. Luke, good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having us. And Sarah LaVenture, the one of the directors at the company, also with us as well. Sarah, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having us. So, Sarah, I'm going to pick on you first, if that's all right. <laughs> sure. uh, for those out there, give us, the, give us the elevator pitch on Blue Sky Thinking Group. What do you guys do? 
Sure. So BSTG has four different companies underneath it. Um, so we've got Benepal. So Benepal stands for Benefits in People. So under the people side of things, we have got an HR platform, which is actually perfect for SME businesses just starting up. It's um, free of charge as well, which is always a, a good value add when you're starting a business. We also have... Um, the insurance side of things under the benefits. So we look after corporate insurance for businesses as well as the group medical. And then we've got Safe Hands um, who do first aid training as well as corporate wellness. And then we've got Finsbury Wealth based in DIFC doing executive wealth management and gratuity management, which is obviously quite a hot topic at the moment as well. And then we've got Finsbury Associates doing family safeguarding and protection. Is there a one size fits all solution for happiness in a workplace? No, in a word, quite simply. And I'm sure that uh, Luke will go into this a little bit further on. But basically, we've created the Happy Work Initiative, which ties all of those four elements together. We believe that happy people create happy businesses. So we focus on three different areas amongst that. So we look at happy leaders, happy people and happy businesses using the whole methodology. Luke, before we go any further, let's just track back to the uh, comments from Tim Gurner as well. Why? Yes. Because, you know, we're trying to get to the bottom of work culture here. Yep. Has there been a culture shift? Has there been a change with regards to work culture as a result of COVID, as, as Neil was mentioning there? And what were your, What's your reaction to Tim's comments there? Yeah, look, I, when I first heard it, I, I thought it's a little bit to your point, very tone deaf. He's, he's kind of just uh, said something, hasn't really considered his audience for it. I think what it does tell me is the stress that maybe some business owners are feeling in this kind of new space post COVID. And so what I really what I really heard from there was this is someone who is trying to run their business with the same methods and the same way of thinking pre-COVID in a post-COVID world where people have shifted. You know, we can't go through a pandemic and go through such change and expect people to come out the other side and be like, all right, back to work. Let's just do it as we were before. People have changed. You know, we, we, we lost control in some aspects. And so people want that sense of agency again. People want to feel like, hey, I'm making a decision for myself to come into the workplace and, and to do this great work. And, and, and this is what it might look like. He's very reactive, I, I think. Yeah. You know, you want people to get ahead of the curve. And, and so if you are, for example, going to allow people to work from home, give them more flexibility, give them more responsibility, perhaps you can make it incentive based. So you're driving towards a common goal that we were talking about before, but there's reward for doing it. Yeah. How do you, I mean, just to that point, a lot of people will make a correlation between um, the work culture or the culture within work, the culture you create. We talk a lot, don't we? But it, you know, we're banging on about sports a minute ago, etc. But the culture within a sports team sees them win games, etc. Is it the same when it comes to work? I mean, do you outwardly go out to try and create a work culture or do you let it happen naturally? I think that uh, the best ones, you, you talk about them having a secret source, right? And that secret source is, is never one thing, but it does have to start at the top. So it's all the classics, you know, there's, there's lead from the front. Don't, uh, don't say, mm. you know, do, do as I say, not as I do. You have, mm. you have to actually lead and be prepared to do it. You have to put yourself in people's shoes, understand the stresses that they are going through. And those stresses are different uh, in 2023 than, than they were five years ago. And we've got to react to that. And if we don't, 
we don't get ahead of the curve and sometimes it's going to be too late and obviously getting the very best staff working for your company is what makes your company a success and if you can't attract those people because you're not offering this kind of environment uh, then you're not going to compete. Luke what is work culture? Quite simply for me culture and probably very connected to your point culture is behavior repeated that's what it is. Every single day, waking up and repeating certain types of behaviors in a space, to, to put it very simply. What are behaviors? Behaviors are driven from beliefs. So what do we believe as a company? So this is why, you know, for me, I do a lot of work around purpose and values, but not just making pretty purpose and values for the wall. How do we embed that through the employee ex- experience itself? So for me, culture is, you know, and a great culture is an intentional space where we have repeated behaviors that is, is something that people want to show up for uh, each and every day. I mean, it's right, man. Well, we've got loads of questions coming through already on this one. We are being bombarded with them left, right, and centre. So we will try and get to the. But we are seeing the word culture, aren't we? Pop up a lot. Is it a buzzword when it comes to businesses at the moment? In terms of being a buzzword, I think it's it's being talked about in the workplaces and outside of the workplaces, which I think is raising the it's raising its game and it's ma- meaning it's an important issue. You know, through our work, we go and consult with hundreds of businesses, and we are able to kind of listen to what their pain points are and listen to what their problems and issues are, and then we're able to put the data with that. So you've got the data, the qualitative and the quantitative data, to then kind of come up with. Some, some big problems and mm. say, listen, this is what some of the problems are. Does culture relate to that? In some cases, yes, it does. Yeah, I think culture's... It does feel like a buzzword, 100%. I mean, when I was at Virgin Group, we were called like the, uh, the colouring in department because I thought that we were just around to make things, you know, feel good, um, which I love. But what I, what I love more is, uh, you know, having had my own culture consultancy, the more you do it, the more you see the methodology behind it. And what it says to me is people are asking for something more. They don't want to be a robot. You know, AI is going to take care of that soon. We don't need to, right? (laughs) So how do you, you know, for someone like yourself, who's an incredible leader from from what we've heard, by the way, just uh, previous to this show, um, and and also from what we know and and we've seen, how do we make sure that leaders have the ability to show up and treat humans like humans and get the best out of those humans? Because guess what? As that leader, they wouldn't want to be experiencing anything other than that for themselves. You're listening to Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and Virtue Zone. Business setup with no regrets. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Yeah, welcome back to Starting Up with Virtue Zone. Uh, Petulant Urquhart. Well, this sounds like a good Savile Row tailor, doesn't it? I thought you were saying petulant, but uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Petulant Urquhart. Yes, I've been. I've got my suits measured and everything. We're ready to go. Uh, Neil Petch and Tom Urquhart with you through until two o'clock. We're talking employee well-being and work culture with the dream team from Blue Sky Thinking Group. Joined in studio by their head of culture and employee experience, Luke Evans. Luke, thanks for staying with us. And of course, Sarah Levenger, the one of the directors and part of the Happy Work Initiative. And that's what I wanted to ask about first, because this is an initiative that you've helped to create. Luke, tell us more. Yeah, so I was uh, specifically brought in. One was for uh, supporting the business, so the group of companies with their culture and employee experience. But the other part was looking at how do we take our current proposition, which is within the Safe Hands piece, we've got uh, a wellness proposition that we offer uh, kind of to support our insurance, um, uh, to support our insurance clients. So what do we do to kind of take it a step further? For me, with the culture 
lens, I was looking and going, it's not enough impact when we go in and we do these ad hoc solutions. And so we've built this out to go beyond that. And we said, well, let's, let's look at what are we actually trying to do here? What's, what's the vision? And the reality is quite simply, happy people create happy businesses. And so we're on a mission to create, uh, you know, to, to create a culture of wellness where happy people can thrive. So that sounds like a lot of fun kind of fluff and very aspiring kind of you know, inspirational talk. But what it means for us is what is a culture of wellness? So what is wellness? So Sarah had mentioned we, use, we created a methodology called the whole human, which is it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, a buzzword that we hear people going, bring your whole self to work. I'm like, what does that even mean, right? So we've had this wonderful fun time to kind of like pull apart all these words, all these buzzwords and go, what are we actually doing? And so what we're doing here is we've built it out. We've gone, we're, we're, we want to create happy people in happy businesses. There's three key protagonists who, who, who play a role in this and that's the, the employees that's the leaders and the business itself um, and using the whole method we go in there and we help businesses to be able to look at are we helping people in the space of where i belong in the space of healthy body and optimal mindset and emotion to learn and evolve and to earn and invest for a brighter future and so we use this to kind of package up all these different products and services to kind of go okay well what do we do first and foremost let's look at it from a cultural change perspective what are we trying to achieve here and so we've got the employee wellness piece but we're also now doing an organizational health check so we go in and we look at not just how your people feel but actually, what's your business telling us? What are the, what's the data telling us? And so one of our key values is around uh, building with data and compassion. And so we want to be able to look at it and go, if you've got this level of sick leave, but then your people are saying this about leadership, should we have a conversation? It's the first time I ever heard data and compassion in one sentence. And it actually makes a huge amount of sense because you're, you're, you know, you're creating a hybrid. And this is about us trying to modernize our strategies and understand the different challenges that people have. But also, there are still some core values that we need to stick to. So that's, yeah. that's a hybrid too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, so... so that's kind of the pitch around what it is. What do we do in terms of an entry point? We have clients who will come to us and they do their, their annual kind of health checks. Fantastic. We have nurses that come in. They do physical health checks. We run a survey. We ask questions associated to that so we get a perceived uh, idea around wellness for the individuals. Um, and the business would normally look at that and think, okay, what programs could we run this mm. year? To take it a step further, we're now helping them to not just build out a couple of programs but rather what is your wellness strategy? How do you embed that? What's the communication plan around that? And then beyond that, what is your business data telling us? And is there anything more that you could do to create an intentional culture of wellness? Yeah. Sarah, talk to me about retention as well. Because if you get the work culture right, and if you adopt the initiative and, and, and you get that culture right, and it is a vibrant... Is, is there a, does that link to retention? Is, is, there, is there proof there that employees will stay if they like the culture? Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, 60% of employees are currently looking to leave their job, which makes staff retention and attracting new talent a huge problem for businesses. Culture has an amazing role to play in that, in particular employee engagement. Um, there's so many different studies that show engaged employees are happy employees. They make better salespeople. They're happy at inside work and outside of work as well. So that culture piece really does run throughout the businesses, the leaders and the people themselves. Um, one of the things we always say as well, it's about meeting people where they're at. People want to be seen, they want to be heard and they want to be celebrated. So they're showing up for work and giving them their whole selves. Um, let's meet them where they're at and kind of really push that forward. And that's definitely going to help with the retention. Yeah, Tom, a classic mistake entrepreneurs make is they take everything on their own shoulders and they try and do too much. Mm. 
You need to delegate. You, mm-hmm. you need to share the workload, share the stress, and share the vision. So one of the biggest things I'd say that can help towards happiness is make sure that you're a listening environment. Like in our company, we, we sent out, we, we asked everyone, how can we improve? And one of the things was more interdepartmental networking. And so we're doing that through social events, through sports events and stuff. And at those events, you show that you listen. And if someone who is perhaps new to the company or junior in the company feels that they can be listened to and actually have an impact on what you're trying to do, then they're more motivated. They're more likely to hit their KPIs. They're more likely to progress in the company. So they're motivated. Absolutely. And I think the reality here that, that we're talking about is we, we've got, we, we always think, you know, one thing's business, you know, business and personal, they're, mm. they're separate. It's not. We're in an age now where business has become very integrated with our personal life, right? And, and we, we have people who are out there, they're using social media platforms, they're communicating and connecting in ways they've never connected and communicated before. And yet when we come to the office, we're expected to sit down, shut up, do your work, get fed information as and when we feel mm. like it, and then expect you to be happy with that mm. and so there's such a stark contrast and i think to the point of even you know the, the controversial comments made it just goes to show what has happened before is not going to happen now and so it's a fantastic example you want to keep people you want to retain your great talent let them have a voice you know <laughs> okay here's one how do you find uh, I'm, I'm tapping my inner shane warren here the great shane <laughs> warren. because you know in every great organizational great team You've got to find a place for a maverick as well, or there is a place for a maverick who doesn't want to train with the team, who might do things a little bit differently. So if you are developing a work culture and it is almost like a tick into the box, how do you do you force employees to adopt or can you find a space for those that think and do things a little bit differently? I think you inspire people. Mm. There's not enough inspiration in the world. You know, there's, there's plenty if you want to go and seek it. But in the workplace, for some reason, we've sat back on our laurels and thought, you know, It'll be fine. They'll show up. They'll do as they're told. Guess what? We're not because all of us, including the leader who thinks that, doesn't want to do that either. Mm. So I think it's really about inspiring a new way of thinking. And it's also about giving reason, give purpose. Why do I come to this office every single day? Not what do I do, but why do I do it? And if people can get to that part, and I know it sounds, you know, it sounds like a, some people might go, it's a, it's a bit of fluff, but done well, the, the data around the impacts of purpose-led organizations, one which go to that emotional purpose of why do I show up? Blue Sky Thinking Group, you know, we want to enhance the well-being of every individual. Mm. That sits at the heart of what we do. Now we do that through insurance, we do that through wealth, because it's well-being across the board. And so that's what inspires people. So you want to be a maverick, you want to be fantastic at what you do. How do we get you to be a part of that, have the right values so you know how to show up and you're held accountable to those and the, the business supports them? But also we celebrate you when you do do well, but we also have kind of brought you on the journey enough that you know that you still need to be a part of that team. And so that requires, you know, that, that, that ongoing support and training from, from the business as well. How do you feel Shane would answer that? <laughs> I can't. I you'd hear a can possibly. open. <laughs> uh, yeah, a rehydration uh, drink. Uh, but I mean, to that end, uh, Sarah. I mean, how do you how do you instill that? Again, is it is it is it a work in progress when it comes to employers as well? Is this something? It's not going to happen overnight, is it, with a brand new employee? No, absolutely. I think it's really starting at the top as well. So you need to, to as, as Luke's kind of said, inspire the leaders, but you mm. also need to look at the organisational health of the business to find out where those key areas are and then roll them out and sort of 
develop that long-term strategy. We were talking earlier off-air about developing a brand. It's a kind of similar concept. When you develop a brand, it's going to start at the beginning. You're going to do a little bit of advertising. You're going to define the brand identity and then start pushing it out to market. But it's not going to happen overnight. Mm. People aren't going to suddenly know that this is your brand. It's going to take Mm. purpose it's going to take drive and it's going to take time. Mm. Um, so it's a similar thing with culture. Yeah. You're dealing with humans, right? So human behavior change, it's going, to, it's going to take time. But I think to that point as well, how do you be intentional? Well, you kind of look at what are the pillars of that employee experience? How do we go to market? How do we attract people? What's that like? What does it sound like, look like, feel like? Once they do come in, how do we onboard them? What's that process? If you're intentional in these processes, which are they're in every business, right? They kind of go, is it, is it that you want people to come in and be like, yeah, right, so uh, grab a seat there. That's your laptop and uh, watch out for that one and uh, see how you go. Do you want to do that? Is that a great onboarding experience? Or would you like to bring them in, even as a small business, and go, hey, I'm going to spend an hour with you and I'm just going to tell you the story around how we got here mm-hmm. and why we do what we do? An easy check is do you have finger pointing in your company? When something doesn't get done, does everyone come in and point their fingers in another direction and that listen it's very easy to fall into that trap so you should be thinking you know firstly saying to people this is if we have a problem it's our problem it's not your problem it doesn't really matter who created the situation we've got to we've got to absolutely fix it so an easy step is make sure that your departments understand what the other is doing and how the other can help you rather than have this insular you know protectionist we're the best and and, uh, everyone else depends on us type uh, mentality. So understand and appreciate. So, for example, we we have a rewards system where different departments are rewarding their peers and are saying thank you for going above and and beyond. Mm -hmm. And I think it means so much more when you're getting something from someone that you wouldn't expect to understand. We are out of time on this occasion. We're better to leave it. Well, not without, of course, finding out a bit more about the Blue Sky Thinking Group. Sarah, if people want to find out more about the group, about the Happy Work Initiative, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, absolutely. So happy leaders, happy businesses, happy people. You can contact us on info at bstg.ae. We've got some really exciting things coming up. We've actually just announced uh, a chief happiness officer as Mo Gaudat as well. So that's really exciting for us. Um, So, yeah, we'd love to get in touch. Uh, And, Luke, if there is one little piece of advice you can give to to the bosses out there, yeah, we talked a lot about the employees, what about the employers, the governors, the bosses out there, what is that piece of advice? piece of advice would be, and I think you started with this actually, is take some time to sit in the shoes of your employees. Mm. When you make a decision, stop for a moment and consider, I wonder how this would make me feel if I was in their space. And that, that little moment of empathy is, is, is the part where you begin to truly care about your people. And that care is what builds great culture. Luke, can't thank you enough. Thanks so much indeed to both Appreciate Luke and Sarah for joining us uh, this uh, afternoon. Uh, all the team at Blue Sky Thinking Group, thank you very much indeed. We appreciate and it. thanks for spreading the happiness today. Absolutely. Yeah? Thank you. Thank you. Go, you wallabies. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> did I say that or not? <laughs> I think you did. <laughs> Bless you. Thanks so much indeed to Luke and Sarah for joining us live here in studio. Uh, more from uh, Mr. Betch and myself in just a few moments' time. You're listening to Starting Up with Virtue Zone. Starting Up with Virtue Zone on Dubai. By I 103.8. In adjust, this is starting up with a virtue zone. Uh, we do it each and every Thursday live here on Dubai I 103.8 uh, and in conjunction with our dear friends at Virtue Zone.
Stone. Their chairman is Mr Neil Patch, who's live with us here in studio. Uh, happy workplace. That's what we're discussing today. That's our theme today. Is Virtue's own a happy workplace? Oh, my goodness me. Listen... If you don't want to come in in the morning, then you're just going to be staring at your screen. So we don't want people saying, oh, I did 12 and a half hours. Uh, no, we want them to enjoy it. And a bit of advice, Tom, I suppose one of the first things is you as an entrepreneur, because we've got so many entrepreneurs and business owners listening to this, you know where you're trying to drive the company. But have you shared that with with your colleagues? Do they know what your objectives are? Because sometimes you haven't communicated it. So if they know and they feel part of it, they feel part of that journey, then they're going to enjoy it. They're going to feel fulfilled. And that makes, in my opinion, for a happy workplace. I mean, listen, you've been in business here in the region for many years. Given your experience, I mean, is there a, is there a correlation? Is there a link between a happy workplace and greater productivity? Yeah, without question. Without question. And, and you know, we have all these challenges now. And again, typically, the owners of companies are going to be, as you so politely put it, a little bit more experienced and a little bit more, you know, years un- under the belt. So we've got to be aware that things have moved on, that working from home, et cetera, et cetera, you know, there's, there's a whole different set of challenges that everyone faces these days. We do have to be aware of them and you can, it's so easy to get it wrong. Also to be too collaborative, Mm. too caring. You've got to lead from the front as well. You've got to say, this is how we're going to do it. If we do it like this, this is what's going to happen to us. These are the benefits. This is how we pay for better insurance. This is how we have more holidays and, and so on and so on. So getting the balance right. And letting the chairman win the badminton tournament, yeah? <laughs> I would like to apologise to Fatima for my appalling <laughs> performance in the badminton tournament. Uh, it's all about teamwork. Listen, uh, we are talking happy workplaces and businesses that go above and beyond to look after their employees. Um, Virtuzone certainly doing their bit, that's for sure. Well, one man who is ensuring that good employers don't go unrewarded is going to be joining us virtually in just a few months moments. It's an absolute pleasure uh, to be welcomed by a man of many titles, Deputy Director General of the General Directorate of Residency and Foreign Affairs in Dubai, Chairman of the Permanent Committee for Labour Affairs in Dubai, also the Chairman of the Takdir Award, which is given to exceptional employers. Today marks the start of its sixth cycle and companies are encouraged to register today to the Takdir Awards. Joining us now, an absolute pleasure to welcome to Starting Up with the Virtue Zone live on Dubai I 103.8, His Excellency Major General Abed Meher Bin Surah. Your Excellency, thank you so much indeed for your time today. Thank you. Thank you for having me in uh, uh, Dubai Eyes. I'm very glad to be with you guys. Your Excellency, for those that are unaware of the work that the Takdir Award does. Please tell us a little bit more about it. Yes, let's speak about uh, Takdir Award, when Takdir Award started. Actually, Takdir Award started in 2017. It's one of the uh, Dubai government initiatives. The goal is to make the best and excellent environment for the laborers and the workforce in Dubai. Uh, since that time, now we are coming in 2024 for the sixth the six, uh, Tagdir Awards celebration with our brothers' labors. So what the difference in, uh, uh, in Tagdir Award? 
uh, this time. So Takdir Award, we, uh, Sheikh Hamdan bin Mohammed, Crown Prince of Dubai, he announced that to upgrade Takdir Award from five star to seven star, and to expand Takdir Award from the local to the international award. That means Takdir will allow the international company to participate in Takdir Award. That's it, uh, itself, it is it is a big benefit for the for the company. They will they will participate in Takdir. Uh, I think uh, they will get a lot of benefit. Benefit plus the important thing that uh, the environment of the labor and the workforce, it will uh, uh, it will improve, and uh, we hope that in the future we reach our goal to make the excellent environment for the workforce. Excellency, the there are there are two um, huge things that I liked about this. Firstly, I think there is there's a million reasons why one should want to get behind this award because uh, uh, the Crown Prince has has raised the award. But what I really like about this is is Takdir has got some great stories of people who started as labourers and who became business owners, and that's what Dubai is all about. Your Excellency, could you tell us a little bit about the, the, the blue card that is possible for some of the employees to, to win as part of this? Yes, but, but before the blue card and Takdir card, just you mentioned about, you know, the story, the story of the labels they came to Dubai and, you know, maybe a uh, long year ago and now we see them actually. This is, you know, real story and we we call them the hero actually. And we make special program for them. We call it I Find Myself. A lot, a lot of, of beautiful stories. Uh, people, they're coming as a labor and now they become director in the same company. People, they start as a labor and now they have a company. It's, uh, you know, it's worth more than 50 million grand. So, uh, you know, this is very, uh, uh, very good stories that, uh, uh, you know, we have to tell the people in Dubai and all around the world. Uh, you know, Dubai, it is a, a land of, uh, you know, opportunity and uh, this is the land for success. Uh, actually, uh, you know, this is it will be, uh, you know, a uh, special uh, uh, time and conference we will make it for uh, for I find myself program and we will announce you know show uh, about the date of of uh, of this conference but let me go back for the for the blue card blue card actually it is uh, a card for discounted we distribute this card to more than 210,000 labor, they get a benefit from this card. This card, they get discounted from different, you know, sectors, uh, health, uh, educations, uh, and many retails, uh, shops, they, they get a discounted. It's more than 300 million, the labor they saves when the when we start, you know, to uh, give the company that they uh, get the five and four stars and take their award, their labor. So uh, I think they save a lot, a lot, a lot of money, hundreds of millions. Some extraordinary initiatives have been implemented by Takdir Award over the years. Your Excellency, how does, how does that improve and how has it improved labour relations within the country? Uh, actually, we, we see a lot of improved since, you know, Takdir Award started. 
the relationship between uh, you know the labor and their company uh, it's come better and better the environment it's you know better we are partners with with the companies and the labor to make uh, you know their environment excellent excellent and uh, we are sharing uh, you know that score with them we see a company they they start in takdir award and they get one start and by uh, when they get the report from takdir award they improve and uh, next participant from one star to five star you see how much the benefit the, the company they have it from takdir award and especially that's going for the laborers so you know we imagine how how much the environment of the laborers get improved and this is our goal to to take you know the labor environment to the excellent Excellency, this show is called Starting Up, and and most of our listeners are either wishing to start a business or running a startup business. And obviously, what I really like about this is is that the government is recognising because so many awards, it's just about the owner of the company getting an award. It's great for the company. This is actually great for the the grassroots. It's great for, as you say, the labourers, for the people that are working really hard to get that company started. Um, can you? Tell us a little bit about uh, uh, how this award is going to help startup uh, companies specifically. Yes, uh, the startup company, when they participate in Takdir Award, they will get a report, the report that they know their strength and their weakness, and they can, you know, work in these points and they can prove themselves. This report itself, you know, I, I think uh, if the uh, this this companies goes for you know special companies to 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 evaluate their 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 companies and give give them the wings and the, and the strength in this company, I think they will be a fortune for that. So they will they get this report for free, and they work uh, in this report and they can improve. Uh, uh, their their company. Actually, we we are partners with the with the, with the company and the private sector, and actually, uh, take the rewards is going in the win win situation, win for the private sector, win for the labor environment, and as well for the government. And just finally, Your Excellency, a lot of people are texting in at the moment uh, with a number of questions, but a lot of people are asking how startups out there, startups that uh, organisations like VirtuZone are helping on a daily basis, how do startups register for the the award and what's the criteria for them to register? Uh, actually, we have uh, you know a standard for the for Takdir Award. They have to uh, you know offer that standard and apply. But we have website as well, and they can go through Takdir Award website, and they know all the requirement to participate in Takdir Award. Uh, your Excellency, uh, on behalf of all the team at Virtues and on behalf of all the team at Dubai I One Three Point Eight, we can't thank you enough uh, for your time. We know you're a very busy gentleman, so thank you very much indeed for joining us, and thanks uh, for all the information and all the best with the latest uh, Tactia Award 2023. Our thanks to you. Thank you very much, and thank you very much for Dubai. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Our thanks to His Excellency Major General Abed Meher Bin Saroor, who is the Deputy Director General of the General Directorate of Residency and Foreign Affairs right here in Dubai. Uh, that amongst a number of other titles, including, of course, the man behind the Chairman of the Takdir Award given to exceptional employers. This is Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and Virtue Zone. Business set up with no regrets. On Dubai Eye 103.8.
Welcome back to Starting Up with Virtue Zone, wrapping things up here with Mr. Neil Petch as well. Uh, Neil, uh, happiness, we've been spreading a bit today. Uh, do you feel happier than you did 59 minutes ago? Happiness is not a luxury, it's a necessity. Nice. There you go. Is that is that seen as quote of the day? That's my gift to you, Tom. <laughs> uh, we've been receiving a number of questions throughout the show today. A lot of comments on the happiness topic. But here's a question that's also come in uh, for the Virtue Zone team. It's from Safa, not the park, but uh, the individual, saying, uh, I've got a freelance visa. I'm a writer and I'm a social media consultant. I want to set up a trading company here. Do I need another visa? And what kind of license do I need? Quite specific, that one. But these are the sort of questions that you and the team at VirtuZone answer. Yeah, so trading is one of the things, one of the most popular activities. There's probably more uh, trading activities and trading licenses in Dubai than anything else. And in in the olden days, that would be all-encompassing. Now it's getting more and more specific. So, yes, you're probably going to, and this is slightly unfortunate, there are about 3,500 different activities. This is why companies like VirtuZone exist, because you need to be navigated through that. And if you set off and you think you've got the right company license, but it doesn't offer that activity, then your bank account might be shut down, you might be fined, and so on and so on. So, unfortunately, build build the fort properly with the right foundations, seek advice, and don't take shortcuts. Mikey, thank you very much indeed to you for your uh, text message this afternoon. I think there's many facets of culture, and the most detrimental being the culture that is allowed to form due to negligent leadership. Culture, therefore, is not always a good thing, and of course, culturization are becoming a key word in these times as well. Michael, we can't thank you enough uh, for your kind thoughts there. Keep them coming, 4001. Um, That's about it from us today. Uh, Neil, thank you very much indeed. If you want to get in touch with the Virtue Zone, team you can call them uh, 0445782000 whatsapp uh, on exactly the same number the hashtag is be your own boss if you enjoyed that one don't worry be happy